Welcome to this week's edition of Record Roundtable, where we listen to music. Maybe it doesn't sound all the time like music, but it is music. This week we're talking about swans. This is Caleb Robinson speaking. I'm here with... Jared. This is Tyler. And we are without a Dax. That's a Dax fact for you. We are Daxless. Yes. So it's real. Hopefully, you guys will enjoy. As long as nobody tunes into this show, hoping for just Dax, then I think we'll be okay. I think we'll be okay. I think so. Yeah. So this week we we listened to some swans. Lots yeah. of it. Lots of swans. There's a lot of swans to listen to. One person may say too much. Which person might that be? It was Dax. Oh, Dax <laughs> said so. Oh, okay. Well, good thing he's not here to say that, huh? He's traveling for work. He is traveling for work. It's a Dax-related thing. A typical, typical Dax-related thing. All right, let's thing. move on from the Dax thing. I'm yeah, yeah, sick yeah, of yeah, talking yeah. about it. Yeah, so let's talk about some swans. How do we feel about listening to swans? Jared? I did not enjoy it. At all? Not, not at all, but very little. Yeah, I liked some of a, a few things. It was it was interesting, but om, mostly torturous. Mostly torturous. Yeah, I got which a few... is a lot farther than just saying you didn't like it. It was so much that you didn't like it that it was torturous. It, it actually frightened me, to be honest with you. How much you didn't like it? No, uh, how much it frightened me uh, in terms of uh, scary. The music was scary. I was driving. Here's what happened. I was driving, listening to this music. Okay, and I was playing the song. I love you this much. If you play the beginning of that song, imagine yourself driving down the middle of the road, or not the middle of the road, that might be the problem. Driving down the road late at night, coming home from work, you're looking, checking your rear view mirrors, drinking some sweet tea, and then... You know this isn't a visual podcast, <laughs> like went, right? No one can see your movements. They're not visible. Imagine driving late at night. This song comes on. Yeah. And? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's horrifying, I guess. It, it scared me. Ooh, listen to the howls. Oh, the who's and the haws. The ambiance. It's only missing those crickets from that Tool album. Oh, man. <laughs> if only. If only, indeed. I Okay, so which album was that one off of? Soundtracks of the Blind. That that makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, yeah, there's some, there's some very haunting and brooding aspects to Swan's music. So I could see driving and being a little petrified. I have a few more sound clips, but I'll, I'll put... I'll, Sprinkle them sprinkle in? Sprinkle them throughout the show. Yeah. 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 Spread them out. So, okay, here's the big question then, Jared. What is it about swans that doesn't work for you? And what do you think, in terms of your listening experience, would you expect others to have a similar listening experience? Should I reword that? Yeah, that was very confusing. How do you think that other people would have a similar experience that you had? Like where they didn't enjoy it? How yes. would they not enjoy it? Why, yes. Why do you think most people would not enjoy this, and why did you not enjoy it? It was very long and not, um, like, there was too much lull 
in like the same thing over and over in terms of like ambiance and droning. Mm-hmm. It's literal droning. That yeah, that's yeah. the genre. Not it gets there are other bits. There are other bits that, that is beyond correct. beyond the drone. Yeah, but the majority of what we listen to the two hour plus albums mm-hmm. were considered noise rock and drone music. I believe that the term no wave has been used. That is correct. Times. Yes, I've heard of that. No yeah. wave. I have that written. Do you have that written? I have it written down in my notes. Mm, good. I'm glad you got them notes in So it's that's, there. that's, it's not, I don't know. The f- second album that we listened to. That would be, so I listen, so for some context, I listened to all of Swan's albums, but I made a playlist of the most essential albums of Swan. So I skipped over Cop and I skipped over Holy Money and Greed because those are, they're good follow-ups to Filth, but they're not their best work by any means. So the second album, when you say the second album we listened to would be Children of God. Mm-hmm. It would. What's up with that album? Yeah. What's going on with Children of God in your mind? I thought it was a lot like uh, Typo Negative. You ever listen to them? You like them? I'm aware of them. I've listened to them enough to know what you're talking about. And um, like Nick Cave, similar to Nick Cave in terms of voice, baritone. Yes. Baritone-y voice. Yes. I could definitely see a lot of comparisons and 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 contrast between... I could see Danzig as well. Those are my three comparisons to Mr. Jira's voice. Jira and Nick Cave, you can definitely see very similar... Uh, vocal ranges on. Yeah, it is pretty similar. Well, I mean, Filth is pretty similar anyway. Mm-hmm. That album reminded me a lot of Nick Cave. It, mm-hmm. it reminded me a lot. So I think that Filth, their debut reminded me a lot of Nick Cave's debut, mm-hmm. where they both kind of came in with this really raw and gruesome sound. Right. And then they kind of developed more, I guess, again, the, the word being ambiance. Uh, over time yeah also the second so the second album for us children of children god. of god so the i mean there jarbo was not in the band during filth during filth right but yeah. she was on children of god and that's where the, the shift starts she brings a lot of things in best part of the band right there that changed jarbo. things i love jarbo very I love jarbo jarbo's good yeah. but it was it's like you have to you have to suffer <laughs> through a lot of things to get to Jarbo. Yeah. Uh, you, had, you had to suffer through yeah. one album, and it was the shortest of all of the albums you would have to listen to. I think no, what, no, no, what, I'm what saying he throughout means the, is, the, the is that you have an album that you listen to, oh. and then there's only maybe what? two or three tracks no. that have Jarbo featured on them. Yeah, yes. singing, but she was in the... The contribution is band-wide. Yeah. We're getting into a talking point I had already. Oh, so get into it. Way to do it. Let's hear it. I was I had the idea of it's interesting when you know the sound shifts with one member. One member can have such a great influence on a band that their sound shifts collectively, right? Mm-hmm. So, but and her influence is widely heard from '86 uh, and Greed all the way through the soundtracks of The Blind ten years later, mm-hmm. and that's like you can't change that. But I had I guess my first talking point, which is the, my talking points today are general, I guess. Okay, but, but they can you can obviously relate them to the specific topic is it makes sense when you have an already established band and then a member joins that has a great presence creatively and makes a shift. But what happens when, you know, so like for instance, with the revamp of swans Mm -hmm. in the mid, uh, well in 2010s when it was. Yeah. 
from my my father will guide me up the rope all right. the way up to glowing man. You still have like some shifts. You have c- c- continued progressions in sound. Mm-hmm. And Gear Jira was like he wanted to bring Swans back. And so he brought it back, but it's not it wasn't the same. But he's the only original member left. Right. So then I'm like, well, if you're the only one left, how can you justify a sound switched and continue to call it the same thing? It's it's almost like a whole different project. Right. It's like, why did you, you know, at what point, and this, I have two points that kind of come into it. It's like, at what point do you just give up and realize that a period of your life and you creatively is gone mm-hmm. and it's time to re like rebrand and reinvest in a new project for the sake of doing it? Like, why do you continue on Swans at that point? Well, the thing that I see about Swans is that there was never really a point that they maintained the status quo of their sound to begin with. I think that you could draw a lot of parallels between Cop, Greed, Holy Money, and Filth. But Children of God is a distinct album by quite a large margin. White Light and Love of Life are, I would say, albums that are very much like cohesive with each other, but that's a completely different sound from what we got on Children of God. I think that Great Annihilator is an album that is very separate, but is very reminiscent of their older sound. It's also very dim and gruesome and just like dark. It's a dark, dark album. And then you get Soundtracks for the Blind, which is, again, a really big shift in terms of having more ambience. They used a lot of like sampling and like like sound clips that they would put into the songs. There's a lot of... um, just kind of, there's a big aura around it. It's an experience rather than just being a, an album. So their whole early work was never really swans always just being swans. And so when they came back, I feel as though that it was a natural progression for them to still continue to change their sound. But I do agree that given the fact that it is just Jira and then other folks yeah just a host of people at that point yeah that it's not it's it's not really this it's not really the same it's like nine inch nails it's only yeah but he writes all of the all the music and he's all the sounds are trent reznor's sounds and atticus yes you know right but i mean in this case you have a group that was already moving and he Mm -hmm. was a large influencer initially but everyone had their part and then she comes in, and then she, and now she dramatically changes it, and everyone in the band is continually, you know, adapting to that, and everyone everyone's making adjustments at the same time. Then to come back as one person, you know what I mean, and it, it, to kind of act, it's almost like you are the entity. You know, Swans is not him. No, you know what I'm saying. So to come back and utilize the same name, and then create music, and continue to shift, you know what I'm saying, is kind of like. It's odd to me when thinking of, like, everyone was affected by what happened before. So mm-hmm. you have a natural shift of something, but you have none of those people here. And I'm not sure that it's, like, valuable to do that. And I and I like those albums. The from newer the, albums? Yeah, I like the newer albums. And mm-hmm. I think in some cases that, that collectively those are, like, some of the best works collectively as in a period of, of swans. But I just don't know. I find it difficult to legitimize that as swans in a way what do you see you just see it as jira with a collection of other folks right i think it would be interesting if you just like every album is just you and a group that you all collectively came up with with the people that you worked with on that album Mm. that's an interesting thought okay so jared what did what did you think about because i actually first of all your favorite album was white light 
White light from the mouth of infinity. Infinity. Yeah. yeah. It just says white light from the mouth of on Spotify, so I don't know oh, the rest it? of it. Yeah, from infinity. No, I mean it says infinity. the rest, but it doesn't show on the little thing. Anyway, I got you. That was the one I enjoyed the most, probably. Which is, I think that that album. Let's play a song from that one. Play, song for the sun. It's a good track. I think that one is my favorite from that album. I like love will save you quite a bit well, from that, that one. Pretty good too. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you want? Song I like I the- like the neo folk. That's what it's considered. Yeah. Yes. I, I enjoyed that. It's the like uh, the Kel- of kind of Celtic-y mm-hmm. baritone. The neo-folk of 1991. Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. So what do you want? Song for the Sun? Are you good with the, the intro to it right there? Okay, fine. You don't know. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Jared only likes the happy songs. He does like happy songs. It reminds me of uh, the movie Toys. Oh, yeah? A little bit. With the, the you know, I don't know. That part kind of reminds me. With the me toys? Of yeah. You ever <laughs> seen that movie with Robin Williams? Mm. Pretty uh, good. I, I don't, I'm not sure what makes you think of that, but I will roll with it. Um, <laughs> Listen to the soundtrack. Okay. Okay. It's in the soundtrack? Yeah, yeah. Like the soundtrack of the film, the music of that movie. Toys featuring Swan. Yes, sounds like the, a little bit of what that album sounded like to me. I see. Well, that I think because that was kind of the direction that they ended up going together. Because it was Jira and Jarbo were on Angels of Light, mm-hmm. and that was I think that that was kind of the sound that they continued with a little bit. It was not. I don't want to say it was commercially friendly by any means, but it was way more consumable than any of their other previous work oh yes and i think that is why jared enjoys it so much is because that's usually the music that jared is more a fan of is more consumable commercial type of music right how dare you say it's more it's true accessible Accessible music is the music that you enjoy accessibility yeah and that's not a bad thing. You, I, don't, I think I don't, that you I don't, are more of a. I don't think listener. the commercial is the same though. I don't like. I don't think that a com- like a an com- accessible album is a commercial album. Correct. Yeah, I don't think that that's true. I, well, I guess doesn't... more that it has the ability. It has more radio friendliness. I guess it has the ability for there to be singles. That's right. what I think of when I say like a commercial album. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. That's kind of more what I mean, I guess. But that's the sound that they kind of explored on their later on his side project yeah well the accessibility increases with each release i think do you think so i do i thought that soundtracks for the blind was the most accessible album and i listened to that second by the way oh did you yeah that was the only one i had out of order okay i thought it was pretty accessible but then i thought in my mind maybe he doesn't want it to be that's why it's so long you want to play a song from that album from soundtracks for the blind yeah yeah, play, play, uh, go to a minute and 30 seconds of I Was a Prisoner in Your Skull, and I got a little thing for you guys here. I'm going to hate this. <laughs> what a sound clip to pick. That's the Tasmanian Devil. <laughs> oh, is that right? 
Did you look that one up? <laughs> Man, I didn't know they had such uh, varied featured artists. Right. I know. The track that I would Acme pick. Acme Records. The track that I would pick, which I think is an example of them sounding like more accessible, I guess, would be Animus. Hmm. Yeah. I like the song Volcano. Too. Uh, that That's was on my do. list of... I have a list of standout songs from every album we listened to. That was on mine. The last to... track on that album is called Surrogate Drone. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's 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 Drone. You get it? You get it? Yeah, yes, we, we Thank know. Thank you. Thank you, Jared. Maybe we should explain what it's Drone is. It's a surrogate, though. You want to explain what Drone is? I don't know if we've ever explained what Drone is on this show. Are you asking me to explain what Drone yeah. is? Yeah. What is drone? Keep using that phrase. What's drone to you, What's Jared? Droning. It's a uh, like repetitive noises to me. That's what it sounds like to me. Repetitive noises mm-hmm. and uh, not really. I mean, it's just kind of not not singing well. I what see. about layers? Yeah, layers are on there. Ogres have layers. It's very soothing. Yeah, like it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Where on the same album you have something like the Tasmanian Devil, and then you have something like that where they have a lot of a lot of atmosphere mm-hmm. and some very light vocals, mm-hmm. and it's different, and it, it's different throughout. I think it's true. And then you got this one. Blood section doesn't really change. Jared, I don't know if you liked it or not, because that's a that's just that same drone for two and a half minutes. I can promise you, but I didn't like it. But it's pretty good. I wrote that as one of the ones as well. It's a tri- that's triumphant droning. Triumphant droning. Here's what I, w- I wanted to say a thing about the the Jarbo situation. Yeah, sure. I wish that they had songs where they sang together more. Well, it's, you get that a little bit more in Angels of Light. It's a lot of like her song and then his songs, uh-huh. and then like they're dramatically different. There's not. Well, I know, but the, why don't they sing together? They should be because their styles are too. Here's a here's. Oh no, no no no! Their styles are too different. Did you know that they did? They did a cover. Well, really, multiple covers of "Love Will Tear Us Apart" by Joy Division. That was something yes. that made them very popular. Right. That was really the only thing that they ever had that was. But any it's kind very of confusing because there's multiple. It, like different volu- uh, versions of it. Somewhere he sings, somewhere she sings. Mm-hmm. And I listened to both of them. And they were released on all, some of them were released on 7 inch, some were released on a full 12 inch single, which is weird. Mm-hmm. And then he kind of like denied its reality at one point. Yeah, that's what I read is that he was like, uh, that didn't, re- that's not real. Hmm. But they're different. They're both dramatically different, her version and his version. I preferred his, but because it's a little bit closer to, you know, there's stuff. There's I don't stuff, think I yeah. heard her, so I might have to go find that. You have, to, you have to check her out. 
because it's there. Oh, there's some whimsical qualities to her version. It's whimsical. <laughs> That's what I wrote, wrote down. down the word whimsical. 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 <laughs> and his is visceral. They, they end with mm, L's. Yeah. Mm, that, yeah. I think that those those are good words to describe both of their sounds. His is he's a, has a very visceral sound, and she has a very whimsical sound. Yeah. Yeah, I could definitely see that. Are we going? Are we going in order of the albums? Or are we just no. kind of going crazy? I think we're here? just doing it. Well, all right, let's talk to a little bit about Great Annihilator. Okay, okay. Well, I, I thought that one was all right. I liked a celebrity lifestyle. It, it was more of like an alternative rock album. That, yeah. I preferred that that um, that sound, that genre, or that yeah. yeah, that sound that they had. Like it, Filth was too. I guess it would be filthy, more like post rock or, or post punky, a little post punky. Yeah, but I didn't. I didn't really like that very much. Yeah, but I. I did. Someone enjoy Great Annihilator. I. I would. Uh, I really liked uh, the song. I am the sun. No, that one was pretty good. But Mother's Milk. Play a little bit of Mother's oh, Milk. I thought please. you were gonna say the one that I. Re- I oh, like. I, it sounds like we're all which, getting to pick little little bits of albums. Was Mother Father? But it was close to what you said. Man, oh, man. Mo- you Mother's Milk it? reminded me of of somebody. So you Mother's Milk. Rem- just a little bit of uh, Mother's Milk. Play a little bit, and then I'll tell you what I thought it sounded like. Okay. Boo 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 boo. Okay. We get off that. A little bit of Evanescence, Amy Lee, I think. I could see that. She was she would be influenced by them, obviously. Right. But I you know, that's what I, I was I was talking to our dearly departed Dax earlier this week. <laughs> yeah. And well, I he's said, dead now all of a sudden. And I said yeah, he's uh, never coming back. That um I, that reminded me a lot of 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 Evanescence. And I mean, there's other vo- you know, vocals in that that, you know, you could kind of draw from. Mm-hmm. Um but like a Inya, a little bit of in, somewhat Inya. It's it's kind of operatic, mm-hmm. I believe, is the way that I would describe it. Is and anybody who has a vocal range within that, probably professionally trained, is that yeah. style of sound. And in comparison, on the same album, you should play a little, just the beginning of "I Am the Sun." All right. Then you can play whatever song you want. Yeah. I okay. Agree. All right. Well, now that we got three of us, we it's, it's pretty it. easy to do little bits Also, it's one of the one. first ones where I wrote down a song or multiple up to three from each album. So I'm like, man, I don't know what to pick anyway. That's so. fair. All right. I like that little choir bit in the back. That's nice. Mm-hmm. I like those guitar swells. Mm-hmm. I like his vocals on that. It's yeah. it's a little bit. It's one of the rare moments where I feel like Jira's vocals are the focus of the song. And usually, I feel as though he uses vocals more as another method of creating an 
atmosphere rather than using his vocals to be the center of the song, which is different from what you usually get out of most music. It's normally just another layer. Yes. and They all are layers. They do love their layers, and it is definitely not a layer. Because I feel as though when it comes to most music, the vocals are the key. Unless, of course, it's, you know, instrumental music. And this is the closest that we've ever really covered, like, mostly instrumental music. I'm not sure. What would be a group that you would want to cover that's mostly I instrumental? I got one. In Do the, you? In the, in the new artist list. Yeah, which one? L1011. Oh, okay. Jared, would you have any instrumental style of music that you would actually want to cover? Mm, I would have to think about it. Gotta do jazz at some point. Well, jazz, of course. A lot of people like to listen to movie soundtracks. That would be, you could say, like John yeah. Williams. But a lot or, of movie soundtracks. Or Hans Zimmer. Mm-hmm. Or George Gershwin. Ooh. I do, it's interesting that people could you, really enjoy musical soundtracks, but don't often think about listening to just like instrumental music, though. Would you consider Constipation Blues? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There you go. Just that alone. That's it. That's it. Uh, so the big question that I was going to ask. Oh, actually, did you did you play a little bit from Great Night Later? No, I did. Let me get one. Yeah, please do. All right, this one is as mentioned, Mother Father. Might have to get in there. Get in there. Where we want to go. Yeah, let's get it. Let's get in right so we get a little bit of the haze. Hey, yeah. All right. Sorry. Still more of those like rock feelings that you're talking about on that album, mm-hmm. but it's all it's still just lots of layers of stuff, lots of build up, lots of build up indeed. So the question I was going to ask, uh, and this kind of goes off of the fact that you said that they are very different on their newer releases from 2010 up until this point in time, where they have Glowing Man and then the album that's coming out here in October, because we are recording this soon before their new album releases and perhaps this week they just released a new track worth checking out if you are enjoying listening to swans thus far through this podcast true it's it's (laughs) it's worth it did you listen to it i did listen to it you want to talk about can we you want to talk briefly on that since you mentioned or do you want to continue with your question first go ahead and talk about it i thought it was pretty good jared it was okay I, i didn't i don't know it was similar to the things that I had already listened to. Not like really that much different. I thought it seemed a little bit lighter than some of, than like uh, "To Be Kind" and. I actually kind away. of like "To Be Kind." Surprisingly, mm-hmm. I did not like the seer. Oh, Tyler really likes the. Well, seer. We have to, we'll have to get into that. One I, uh, one, I guess. All right. Well, if we're gonna talk about the seer, yeah. So this well, was we'll my question, anyways. Was just how much you enjoyed the newer albums? Was it, how much did their newer albums? Because those are the ones that are. I would say the Seer, To Be Kind, and The Glowing Man are the albums that people 
largely see as their best albums outside of Soundtracks for the Blind. Soundtracks for the Blind really is kind of their magnum opus, if you will. But from there, the albums that are really, really popular are those three albums, the, the most recent three albums. So did those work for you or not? And do you see those albums working for other people? Because they follow a similar trajectory of Soundtracks for the Blind where they're very, very long. Very long, indeed. Very long, indeed. The Seer I did not very uh, like very much in terms of album. It was, but it was the first of the very, very long albums, I yes. believe. Other than Soundtracks. Yeah. But it, that one didn't... It wasn't... I don't know. It, it wasn't as difficult to get through. But it was also like as... As we progress through the week, um, well, I guess, I mean, it would have been a month for some people, but anyways, Mm -hmm. as we progressed through listening, it got like more and more where I like difficult, Mm -hmm. not because the albums necessarily were more difficult, but because to listen to the same artist that for 12 hours, Mm -hmm. it's very difficult to like still be interested. You should try that for 18. In a band that you never have listened to or had any interest in listening to Up to this point. Yes. So that was the other issue that I had that, you know, I could admit to that that made it difficult. But towards the end of listening on these albums, I did actually somewhat enjoy um, the, the To Be Kind album. Um, but I will say a thing about the Seer, if we're going to talk about the Seer. Please do. About... Let's talk about the Seer, then we'll talk about To Be Kind, and we'll talk about Glowing Man. Okay. The Seer, the song. Well, actually, the you know. The 30-minute bef- song. Before yes. talking about it, really quickly, it's worth mentioning that between Soundtracks for the Blind and My Father, there was a massive 14-year gap right. in listening. Right. So they had. And recording, not listening. Well, yeah, 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 and recording. So there's a 14-year gap in years between albums. Father will guide me up a rope Yeah, That's to the-, the sky was an album that was not really worth going too It was like into. four EPs put together, right? I think so. That so sounds right. It was like previously released stuff it wasn't like a, a, a full-length album it was like stuff that was previously well, all right we're getting into lots of things here got a lot of things to get into i've got like three things separate things here that's interesting that you mentioned that because i have i have something i noticed and what i realized too when i was reading some stuff is the like his funding did you all see anything about his funding for albums i know that well, he has his own record were... go ahead doesn't he have his own record label? He does have his own record label. Young God. But also, every time that they wanted to put out an album, basically he just created another album yep. of pre-recorded things, whether it was a live, uh, some type of live release, an EP, or a compilation. And then he just released essentially limited quantities of it to drive up demand and used all the money from it to make another album. So it's mm-hmm. funny that you said that, because when he comes back and puts out this album... It's kind of like a four EPs put together. Some of it was pre-recorded prior to or what have you. And it's like that's what he does to fund all of the like the real albums, if you will. Mm-hmm. And it just makes for this crazy, I guess it's kind of good, but it's kind of like a, it makes for a really bloated catalog in terms of releases. Really that's really catalog. difficult 
but it's like a constant tease it feels like yeah that's what they did this year with their their release of what is this what right is this yeah. was a box set i thought it was going to be their new album that came out but it was just a demo box set no, that they had a limited release of. yeah that's what he does Isn't that what you were, limited you were like uh oh swan's album's coming out yeah tonight. that was in march yeah. oh, that was in that march. and i thought it was a he real was so new album and well, i was he like did. where is where is what is this what's well, going on he did announce in february this year that there would be a new album this year so yeah it, that makes it confusing i guess and then he's like and now i'm going to fund it and yeah please and buy all these funded. limited things and then that was what funded the new album that's yeah, coming out here it's soon. weird so yeah so yeah. anyways seer talk about seer i just wanted to say basically that my father was an album that was okay sure. good listening worth checking out if you want to check it out but not mandatory so before you get into the song i do want to say that this is my second favorite album of theirs. oh my god <laughs> what did, why did it do that? It must have heard someone say something. So what were you saying? Anyway, this was the Seer is my second favorite album of all of them, mm. and I really like this song, so I'm ready to talk to you about it. It's my third favorite album or song. Album. Oh, okay. I have it on vinyl. It was. It was. I a, would like to. It was a trudge. A yeah, trudge. you didn't like the song. But but here's what I will say is that I don't want to say it was worth it to get to this point. But I did enjoy around the 24 and a half minute mark. If you'll get to there, I did enjoy the nice harmonica solo he had. Oh, come on. <laughs> I was like, oh my. Like 24 minutes into a 30 minute song. It took me 24 minutes and, to finally And get then to I it. was like, oh, that's nice. <laughs> I was like, at least is got, it really worth it? At least you have some type of, there's something for the, to say yes. for it for you, Jared. But my favorite song is on that album, too. Oh. That's like animal noises. Then that was the harmonica, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh. To the tune of a, be- a sheep. Ooh. What maybe he, maybe he bought at them like a Maynard James Keenan did. <laughs> what did you have to say about this year? I like album or song. The album is my second favorite album because I like I I just really liked all of it. But mm-hmm. I thought for a thirty-two minute song, I thought this song was awesome. I thought it was it's, really it's a, good. It's a huge experience. And they, it is they, huge. The cool thing that I personally, my my experience with Swans, is that they do something that almost no other actor willing to do, which is to take a sound and to let it build over essentially the length of a whole album. Imagine having to put that much work into something where you start and finish all the way through. Right. Where most albums are, here's a track, here's a track, here's a track, here's a track. Sometimes there's a flow, sometimes there's a theme, so on and so forth. But with this, you have like The Seer, which is a 30-minute track, and they have to build somehow from the beginning to the end a full experience into 30 minutes of time. That's so much work. It's very good, too. It's like, it's not, it shifts at just the right points, and it seems like it's an effortless, and it just goes on 
and it, it I think it, I think it was really good. And I'm just noticing too because I didn't think about it before. Mm-hmm. The other track I really liked on here was the track before the last, yeah, a okay. piece of sky, mm-hmm. which is 19 minutes, you mm-hmm. know, and then 23 for apostate. So you know, by having two, like my two of the tracks I like most on this album be two of the longest ones, it's like I have to like it. I like most of the material on it, yeah. even if I only like two tracks on it. You know, right? That's so. true. And then of course, in comparison, Jared, what was your favorite song? Song for a Warrior, the long or the mm. shortest track that they have, I believe, in the entirety of their last Man. three albums, which is a great track. All right, well, I guess we'll play your favorite. There is a growing golden light. Flowering behind the mirror of your eyes. That's just a country song, Jared. That's Karen O from the Yeah Yeah Yes. Really? My replacement of Jarbo came. Yep. <laughs> On they the needed, seer. <laughs> they needed something. They needed something to really shift the sound. And honestly, I would say that Song for a Warrior is one of my favorite songs of the decade. It's, it's such a good song. So how do you feel about hearing female vocals in the later work and no, and having it be such a different sound in terms of a female vocalist it is from very Jarbo? Different. I also, this is the point. I think this is what you were really asking for, too is that this is also a point. If you get a little bit later into that song, where they're like, send him home, (laughs) and they sing together on that track, that's what you wanted, was a little bit of like the female and male counteraction of the vocals, and that was what you got off of that song. So that's probably why it was your favorite song. It was exactly what you wanted out of Swans. That's true. It's the only thing he asked for for... What for twelve, 12 hours? For, for sing together, for like almost please. really for almost thirty years of them making music. He's just like, why? Why, why? did it take thirty years? It took you this long, Jira, to just sing with a lady? I liked uh, at the at the very end of the song this year. We'll go back to that one second, just one moment. Mm-hmm. They have the lyrics as indecipherable obscenities Ooh. Ooh. that's that's what genius says i looked up the lyrics because it was it's repetitive it is i see it all over and over and over and over and over again because he's the seer you know so he's mm-hmm. you get it because he's telling the future so he sees it all yeah so but yeah. then at the very end it's like all these weird things i was like what is he saying so i looked up the lyrics no one knows i think uh it was similar to the um um, what was what is it? like the uh, train of thought? What's that called? Where, um, the flow, the f- like flowing train of thought, stream of consciousness, stream of consciousness music. That's mm. um, that I, I find that interesting, mm. and that's uh, similar to what I believe he did on on some of that stuff. All right, Caleb, you got something you want to play from there? I and I I would have played song for a warrior probably. Can I play? I, can I play a bit? You think? Sure. All right. Let me locate it. I also think the intro to this album is really cool. It's our, It sets the tone immediately with Lunacy. Well, let's get into Luna it. Luna C. Yeah. Luna C. You want a little bit? No, it's okay. Okay. I gave it to him. No, you did.
So that guy kind of starts all synth droney, mm-hmm. and then right there, that's like right at half, it switches right into that, and the whole second half, which is almost ten minutes, is more like that, like what you might like, Jared. Things mm. that you might like, Jared. Um, all right, where are we going? You got any other questions? We can keep going. We, go, we can go into well, some to go. be kind now. Well, I didn't write anything down for it, but yeah, we can. We can go. Well, you said it. you liked it. I know, but I didn't have any other notes. I was I was busy with some. Else. I like that thing. Uh, uh, just a little boy for Chester something. That's an interesting. Just a little boy for Chester Burnett. Yeah, it's not for Bennington though. No, it's not for <laughs> Chester Bennington. <laughs> I want to play a, a little bit. I think it's my favorite vocal part that Jira has throughout their entire discography. Is the second piece of "Bring the Sun" uh, to Saint Louis, or Louverture? Louvre. Yeah, whatever it is. However you want to pronounce. We'll just say the second part of "Bring the Sun." Toussaint Louis Vuitton. I love it. I it's, it's a really like I like the the sound of everything in the background, but I love him just like in the like over it for no reason. Sounds like a real Frenchman. Truly, I, I like that part from the album quite a bit. It's pretty good, Jared. You like this album, don't you? Yes. All right. I liked uh, I like some things on it. What was it? About? I did enjoy that. I did enjoy that bit. I wasn't sure what was happening, and I it was a very long song. But it is a very long. That's song. another little surprise for you in there that you can mm-hmm. feel good about. I, I mean, I, I knew I didn't know what he was saying because he was speaking yeah. French. But yeah, you know. do you know what? Toussaint. Y'all know what it means? No. no. Does anybody? I think it's what the plane in. The ghouls. I also really like screenshot. Screenshot's a really good song too. I think he's talking about Haiti. Haiti. Yeah. yeah it's a general. He was a former slave. Oh shit! Oh, I did. I, a Haitian I remember general who was two, a former slave. Toussaint huh? Lavore was a former slave. He helped kick the fucking French out of Haiti. Woo! But he died in a French prison. Oh man, no, that's not good. Oh, that's yeah, an, that's an interesting little bit right there. What was the what was the one that you like? You were talking about it, where it's like we love. It was uh, some things we do. I enjoy that song. Quite some a bit. things we do. Yeah, that's. I remember that being the one of the songs that stood out quite a bit to me. Did you write that one down, Tyler? I didn't. I had She Loves Us. That's the one album. I had one song from that album. I believe She Loves Us was my favorite track from the album. There you go. That's one I had. The the one after Some Things We Do. So disc two, the beginning. Mm -hmm. Y'all want something from one of those two? What are all these names? Does anybody know who these people are? Nathalie Neal. Kirsten Kirsten Supine. Supine. Uh, Chester Burnett. No, I don't know. Chester Burnett. He that is Howlin' Wolf. Yeah, that is. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. Which they were initially when they some people uh, started to say that they had a lot of similar sounds to Howlin' mm-hmm. Wolf in a weird way because really the no wave movement was focused on like turning your backs to reusing rock staples in your songs and in your you know the way you conduct musical business if you will so supposedly it has a more of a focus on jazz and freeform music and things like that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. cool so yeah 
tidbit for the day. Cause Bob, I had Bobby McFerrin down. is a good little. Ooh. He's a good uh, free form singer. Isn't it the song I wrote? <laughs> Manana Iguana, though, is a superior song. Listen to that one instead. Yeah, do that. Speaking of listening to songs, do you want to play either some bits of Some Things We Do or yeah, some I'd, bits I'd, of She Loves Us? Or both. I'd like some, both. Some Things We Do. I, and I did like that one. That one was a surprise little little ditty mm-hmm. from that album that right. I thought I liked. We love. We grow. We take. We It's again another just a layer of the music, where right. it's dr- it's droning, it's repetitive, but it's it, it feels meaningful, I guess. It's like lukewarm chanting. Lukewarm <laughs> chanting. Yes. That's interesting way to put that. Did you have a, a little bit from "She Loves Us" that you wanted to play? Oh, I'll have to. I'll have to see what we think of it. Okay. Oh, dang, that's long too, isn't it? I guess they all are. I'll tell you what. This is really. It's hard to play tidbits of swans. It is, but I always in this album it's different. Well. This album is a little difficult because there's so many long ones, but for a few periods they had some significant long ones and then some shorter ones. I've it's really odd, but I always have been drawn to the long songs actually. Mm-hmm. Surprisingly, I'm surprised in myself because I un, not unlike Jared, sometimes I get a little impatient. Yeah, yeah. I'm just like, can we do this already? Yeah, but that makes sense. Not this one. So let's see if we can find anything interesting in there. Cool. The vocals on that song were done by Little Annie. Little Orphan Annie? No, no, different one. No. This one had a mother. Oh, wow. Ouch. Okay. Ooh. All right, Jared. Daddy Warbucks, calm down. It's really hard to play 30-second clips because... It's a 30-minute-long song. Yeah, and it's like in 30 seconds, you don't get any... You really... It's just the same thing for 30 seconds. Right. You don't get the the full build. Swans is definitely one where you have to like sit down and really have to take that I decided to keep it there, though, because I remembered once I had started to play it that I like that little riff. It's fun. It's a good little fun riff. One thing I like about Swans that they've always done is how like deep and booming the percussion always is. Mm Mm-hmm. It's and, just a lot of fun. And they use a lot of different percussive elements rather than it just being strictly drums. There's even parts where they have like wind chimes. Yeah. And it's like you're using a lot of very, very different sounds to create the atmosphere that you're looking for here. So do you have anything else you want to say on To Be Kind? I know Jared liked it, and that's great. <laughs> I'm very happy. I also very much like To Be Kind. I didn't like it that much. No. Oh. No, not this as one, much as the out of the three new ones we listened to, it was my least favorite. Okay, and I think if it, I think that that track is, is it, I'm glad it stood out to me because I was like, man, I need to find one from here that's going to be. And then that one came on. I'm like, okay, we're mm-hmm. good, mm-hmm. because I just really would have since I already found some from every one. But I really, I don't know what it was about it. 
I re- I think part of it was really enjoying the seer and really enjoying how the title track that's over 30 minutes long is like really good. And coming into this one, it just didn't give me the same the same feeling. I just was kind of let down with it. I think. Yeah. So and I, I think it when you have because this one's got so many longer ones. You know, one, two, three, four, five longer songs. And the rest of them are like not even, you know, there's still eight, two eight minute songs. It just, the long songs just didn't do it as much for me on this one. Yeah. So. It makes sense. So, what did we think about the most recent album from 2016, The Glowing Man? Because that one is one that was not received as well as their other two albums that are the more recent ones. And I'm not. I'm not totally sure why. I liked that one. I liked it less than the Seer. It's my number two of the three recent ones we listened to. Mm-hmm. I actually wrote down four songs off of that. Oh, really? Yeah. You like? I mean, that's half the album, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I really liked a lot of them. I, don't, I still didn't like as much as the Seer, but I liked it. I don't know why that it didn't get rated as well. I don't know. I I don't think it's dramatically different. Mm-hmm. I guess so. Maybe they're just like, well, you've done two albums already. And this one is three hours, and it, it's not super different, I guess. But yeah, it's them doing. I mean, it's them doing what they've been doing. Right, they're standard bearer two album or two hour long albums, super long tracks, lots of ambience, lots of droning. Mm. It's just it is what, has, which is why you'd think that it would work, but could also be a case of well, we've already heard this before. Nothing yeah. really stood out for me on that album, and okay. I don't know if it was just because it was like I'm the now end. at the end. Yeah, I'm ready to be done here, and it's my two hour stretch. Yeah. But they do have a song on there called "When Will I Return." Yeah, and the answer is 2019. Oh That's wow, true. That's true. Wow, Jared. I have a bit that I would like to play. Okay, I like the I like the title track, "Glowing Man." That's good. I, can I say? I just realized I wrote down all four of them with the whole last half of the album, except for that one. Oh, really? Yeah, and I think that's a good song. I just don't get, because of the length and the rest of them in that section, are, I don't know, it didn't stand out. But anyway, yes. Once again, vocals being used as an instrument, being right. used to build the sound of everything else and aren't necessarily like the focus. It's cool. It's cool. It's cool. Anything else you want to say about Glowing Man? No. Okay. I didn't have I didn't have much. Yeah, you said that you didn't nothing really stood no, out for no you. No notes okay. on it. You didn't like finally piece. Mm. Yeah, that mm. that's how I felt at the end of the <laughs> And that's uh, the last one you listened finally to. Finally, peace. Finally, peace. I like because I like that. I, I like that one. Jerry was like, "Why didn't we wait until the next album?" I was like, "Did you want another two hours of Swans listening?" Because I don't. Think I saw did. you say that. I was like, "Well, you know." I would have. T- I mean, I'm gonna listen to it for sure. Actually, you know, that's a good. That's a good closing question. What do you think about Swans? Uh, that we should say to bring in listeners into the new album. What do you think? If you had to say something, you would say, here's a good reason to go listen to their new album, what would it be? 
Or you could say, don't don't go listen to the new album. Don't do it. If you want to listen to the new album, listen to the new song and decide if it's something that you like. Should we play a little bit of it? Oh, I think we should. Of the new one? Yeah. No, no, no. I got one more. Hold on. I got one more little bit. Oh, you got another bit? I got a little. I got a little sound clip. Okay. From uh, an album. Okay. Hold on. Let me find it here. I, I know I have it pulled up, but it's just a matter of uh, it's from sound. It's from soundtracks for the blind. Is it the part where he's like, no, "You it, are fucked up." No, and <laughs> that's I, a good part. That's a good. That is. Uh, a can good we part. can we play that little bit? All right. But uh, hold on, Who play play my it's part. It's, uh, yeah, play me first. YRP is the name of the song, and it reminded me of my friend uh, Tex. Oh, that's that's not me. That's someone else. But oh, I know that man. <laughs> it's different, but uh, I've heard of him. There's some weird sounds. Huh. Sounds like you clipping. Huh. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. I'm gonna have to uh I'm gonna have to send him a cease and desist on that one. <laughs> Alright, I think it, it's uh I was a prisoner in your school, right? Ooh. I played that yeah, one that earlier. Would have to be. I don't think we did, Jaren. Oh. That was at the very end. The very end of I was a prisoner in your skull. Let's locate. Everyone knows that you are fucked up. And everyone knows that I am fucked up. But does everyone know that you are more fucked up than me? Well, I know that. How does the band Fucked Up not come out to that song <laughs> before every concert? Right? That should that be is, their, their like should. theme. That definitely is hyping because you're getting the, cr- you know, you're more than we are. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. That's that a, is That good. is a good thought right there. Very good, true, Jerry. Good music reference. I'm right very there. true. You guys should be happy I'm on this show. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, thank yeah, you, Jesus. I, for I love that sound clip from the. Yeah, album. that's good. It really what is what it is brought it? me in early. I have no idea. See, I, I can't on Genius. All it says is, um, oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Maybe I got more things here. Jarbo's father was an FBI agent. Okay, and they were able to locate that clip because that person's like phone was tapped or something. Ooh, so that's where that's where that came from. Is it wasn't recorded specifically for the album. It was taken from an old FBI. That's pretty cool. wiretapping thing. Yeah, I like it. It's good use of wiretapping is for a, a cool album experience. It was like found in his desk after his he died. Her father, she like found all these tapes of different like uh, recordings that he had done. That's interesting. very strange. Very strange. Very interesting. I like. Thanks, it Jarbo. Thanks, your Jarbo, dead for dad. bringing in your shit. That's so right. good. I like how. Both you have Red Velvet Corridor and then Red Velvet Wound as openers for both because that was a two a two disc album. Yeah, Copper and Silver feels good. All right, I had one thing before we get out. Sure, what you got? Their self titled EP. I listened to two EPs because I did some reading, and a few people referenced listening to their first EP after Filth, Young God, which originally didn't have a title. It I guess a lot of people just called it by. One of the first two tracks that were on its name, and it's an—I uh, guess people found influence in that EP. I don't know. It's kind of just like an extenuation of filth, and I'm sure it fits right in with 
um, cop, which we didn't listen to. So whatever, but they're, it does fit pretty well. Does it? Yeah. I know it's, I know they're paired together on the reissue. Mm -hmm. The last four tracks of the reissue of cop is that EP, but their self-titled EP, which is their debut release was really good. I somewhere heard that it was more, I don't know if, did you end up listening to some of it, Caleb, a little bit? Of which one? They're self-titled. Yeah, a little bit, but not enough to have a okay. good sense of it, unfortunately. 20, 20, 19 minutes and something seconds, mm-hmm. I think is what it was. Not available on Spotify. Listeners, look it up on YouTube, because Spotify sucks. Um, Take that, Spotify. Yeah. Also, please subscribe to our... our <laughs> I guess uh, on Spotify. Uh, yeah. If you're listening on Spotify, you should feel bad about it. <laughs> you should use very a, rude an of actual you. podcasting uh, yeah. platform. Use I'll I'll use Overcast. I'm plugging for the one I use. I like Stitcher. Jared? Normally that one on Apple. iTunes. The regular Apple, Apple podcast, podcast application. Okay, that's fine. I read that this EP when it was released. It was, first off, I kind of read it in the context of Filth. So, first, it was supposedly much more post-punk than what we heard from Filth, which is really just like heavy bashing drone. Right. And I was like, I need to give that a listen to. So, I did, and it is very much closer to post-punk. Supposedly, I also also read that it's a lot closer to Joy Division, which for some reason, when that came out, and even through some of their later releases after that, well, their early releases, but beyond that, uh, people still liken them to Joy Division, which mm-hmm. I found really kind of interesting. Yeah. Because they're not... I mean, this one absolutely was. The self-titled EP was definitely something that you could see being similar. So I thought it had a lot of similarities to Big Black. That's Steve Albini's first group. Mm-hmm. Big Black is great. Everyone should listen to Big Black. If you like Nine Inch Nails, if you like Swans, listen to Big Black. They're very good. And it had a lot of variance more variance in the guitar and the vocals and the melodic portions of it there was more melodies and it was very but the drums and bass still kind of had that droning like heavy sound that continued they had one bass line or one drum line that continued for a long period of time so you can easily see an evolution of it but that ep is really it's actually one of my favorite releases of theirs uh it gets up there with the seer and which i'm a sucker for ep's 20 minute you know what would be considered a ten-inch release? Quick burst, right? And if it's really, and if because you don't any any space you have in twenty minutes, you have to utilize. And this did really well, so it's really good. So uh, you two should, if you want to, it is on Spotify. Where'd you find it on Spotify? It is a part of the deluxe of Filth. There you go. If you scroll down past uh, the song, uh, I Ra- see the deluxe. past raping a slave. Live right. in Berlin, which, which raping a slave Once you is, get right past So that. Raping a Slave is on Young God as well, by the way. Uh-huh. But once you get past there, you got the four songs. Laugh, Speak, Take Advantage, and Sensitive Skin. So if you want to play a song from it, fun. We're going to do Laugh. I'm just going to get the intro, I think, and we'll see how it goes. Those are some real post-punky vibes. Uh, right? It's a lot different. I don't know if I'm satisfied with that. I maybe want to get deeper, but... 
we satisfied for now. All right, fine. That told it. you, didn't it? It was pretty good. Yeah, it's, it's pretty post-punky. I it's, like it. It's a lot different, isn't it? It's very different. But I mean, can, it still you, has, you could see the why they would combine that with filth, but at the same time, filth is so much more of just like a messy, grinding yeah. Well, you can experience. hear in the drums and bass of even the beginning of that, where it's, they're short bursts, like, you know, the bass part and the drum part are, are not lengthy, and it's repetitive, repetitive, repetitive. And you have stuff, it's still building up. Things are still built over top of it. But yeah, I, I think they only stuck it in on with Filth because it was the release before Filth. Where else are you going to put it? Where kind else are you going to put it? Note Done with the cards. Done with the cards. Jared, do you have any last thoughts? Note taken. No, I have nothing. Then I think we're good. We're good. You don't have any other questions? We wanna... That was the last question. Are we, we're good. Oh, man. Well, he, like did, we're good. We did, he did ask about how we should prepare people for upcoming oh, swans he release did i did we didn't that. fully we didn't get into that really yeah you said listen to the song and then then you'll know so all right well let's get a listen to it i guess yeah then... let's give a listen to it maybe have some last thoughts and then have a closing song yep cool I, I want to get to where that swells. Yep. I really want to see where that, it's that good. goes. I thought that sounded a lot different than To Be Kind and uh, and The Glowing Man, but... It's subdued. Jer- that's what I thought. Jared thought it was... Jared thought it was pretty much the same. So... That's okay. From my listening to that single, I would say be prepared by being prepared to mellow out a little bit. Be prepared. Leaving Meaning will be maybe a more mellow album. It may be. Or maybe we'll be surprised. It, may, it could I'm be. often surprised by what they do. It builds. It gets back up there. I'm intrigued because this is the first. I mean, I've listened to all of their albums and the, their new experiences, but this is the first time that I'll be able to hear a new album upon release because I didn't listen to them back in 2016 and certainly didn't listen to them back in before 2010s. So I it'll didn't be, either. So. It'll be an, a new experience. Yeah. And it'll be fun. It'll be a sweet time. And so what we're, what would we say is... Uh, your final conclusion about Swans. Are you going to ever come back to Swans, Jared? Seems unlikely. Okay, I didn't think so. Tyler, what do you think? You I might listen to that uh, Level Terrace part. Okay. That's what I'll listen to. I promise I'll listen to that. Okay. Tyler, you think you'll return to Swans? Yep, I will. Cool. I would love to get the Seer on vinyl, and I wouldn't mind having Soundtracks for the Blind if it's available. Let's. Why don't we close on Finally Peace? Ooh, all right. Uh, their their final track as of this moment will be our final track for this episode. Thank you for listening to this edition of Record Roundtable. This week we've been talking about swans, and next week Tyler is going to have an orgasm as we talk about pixies. Woo! It's going to be a good time. I would tune in because he's going to talk a lot. So if you like listening to Tyler talk, this is the place to be. Unsubbed. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, everyone.
when routine bites hard and a vicious lobe. <laughs> <laughs> <Rue! laughs> okay. <laughs>